Ever consider driving a tractor to Alaska from Nebraska? It's been done for a good cause. Welcome to Around Farm Progress, a podcast that looks at agriculture issues across the country. I'm Willie Vogt, your host and editorial director for Farm Progress. Fundraisers come in all shapes and sizes, from pouring ice water over your head to raise money for ALS, and yes, I did that, to dinners, marathons, and even road races. But what about driving a vintage tractor from western Nebraska to Fairbanks, Alaska? Well, that's the journey Dick and Carolee Arata set out to do in their 1977 International Harvester 574. Their trip involved stops at Case IH dealers along the way to drum up support for their charity, Children's Hospital Colorado Foundation in Denver, and the Oradas had both benefited from the services of the hospital in the past and felt that offering a little support would be good. Kurt Ahrens with Nebraska Farmer caught up with the Oradas before they left on the trip, but to be honest, he probably could have caught up with them at any time since they were moving at a blinding 20 miles per hour. But they made the trip 4,000 miles from Imperial, Nebraska to Fairbanks, Alaska. And Kurt tells more about their story. Well, Kurt, welcome to Around Farm Progress. Hi, Willie. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm kind of intrigued here, and I think it's partly my fault that you had to do this, but uh, you covered something recently, and I think you're going to wrap it up in your December issue. Um, you came across two people that took a trip that I'm not sure everybody put on their bucket list, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, Dick and Carolee Arada, uh, originally from Nebraska. Uh, Dick is a retired, 82-year-old retired uh, farmer from Venango, which is way down in the southwest portion of Nebraska, not too far from Colorado. Uh, he and his wife, um, over the last several years, actually, have been planning a trip uh, from Case IH dealerships in Nebraska, uh, all the way up to Fairbanks, Alaska. So that's, you know, a couple miles up the road. But uh, they have homes in Holyoke, Colorado, and then also in Fairbanks. So they were actually kind of going home. But they decided to do this whole venture, this adventure, uh, aboard a 1977 uh, International Harvester 574 utility tractor. <laughs> and so that's not something that most most folks uh, take on, especially with Dick at 82 years of age. So but they weren't just doing it for fun, uh, but also doing it to uh, raise money for children's medical research through a medical facility in Denver that had um, will save the life of uh, one of Dick's uh, children when they were very young and also other family members over the years. So, you know, they wanted to raise some money. Um, and take this great adventure with an old tractor. Yes, and there's something interesting about this tractor, because IH-574, that's a yep. trusty mechanical machine. We know it'll go the distance, um, but it doesn't have a cab. Exactly, and it, uh, Dick actually owned one when he was farming, um, and they were raising uh, sugar beets. He bought it because it was just a, a nice size tractor at that time uh, for working sugar beet fields. And when uh, they got out of sugar beets, he sold his 574, but he just fell in love with that tractor. You know, they were made in England uh, from, I think, 1970 to 78. And uh, it's one that he kind of always wanted to own another one. And so when they kind of came up with this idea to raise money through 
making this trip aboard a tractor, that was the tractor he really wanted to to take. And so he had to find another one that was in pretty decent shape and wouldn't have taken a whole lot of money to to get ready for that kind of a, a road trip. And he found one in Iowa and then they hauled it back to his shop in Holyoke, uh, Colorado, and then they spent uh, quite some time working on the tractor. <laughs> and as you say, you know, they're not a cab tractor. So he what did he do? He found an old uh, year round cab. So folks who are my age in their 50s remember year round cabs pretty well. And so that's what they did. And they adapted it to the 574. So it was, you know, it was a 574 with a modified cab is what it ended up being. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that makes sense. I mean, I'm just trying to think of all that travel with no air ride seat. I'm just, I can't get my head around it. Um, yes, or air conditioning, Willie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and they left in the middle of July, is July 12th. And uh, I went down to Imperial to uh, Titan Machinery. Uh, it's a Case IH dealership in Imperial. And that's where, they, that's where they left from. And it was 107 that day when I was there. And uh, I asked Dick on the way up, I said, are you worried about the cold? He says, heck no, I'm worried about the heat. He said, this, it's going to get just horribly hot through the first month or so of their trip. And uh, and he knew that. And so Carolee was following him the whole time with their Winnebago. And so if they had to stop and he had to cool off, he could. But, uh, you know, for anyone that that's a heck of a trip even with a little breeze flowing through the old year round uh i've done my share of farming in a year-round cab and you know it's hot when it's hot like that it's just hot <laughs> well yeah and i don't i mean yeah when you were farming with that tractor you were going five miles an hour 20 so wouldn't do it in a hundred right. degree heat that's for sure <laughs> um you know it's interesting because I, I i read the story and he's that tractor had low hours it only had 2800 hours on it which was fantastic so the mechanicals were really good on it which is great news um i i can't imagine they were the original tires but you never know in agriculture anymore but um i just felt like the whole idea of this is an adventure we want to take we're going to go back home we we have a place in fairbanks let's go back we've done the alkan highway before um, I'm not sure what people going down the Alcan Highway thought about a Winnebago and a tractor going 20 miles an hour on the highway. How did that go? Well, you know, he had uh, he had his share of uh, uncooperative motorists, um, people who were rather um, impatient with him, you know, uh, because there's not always a lot of shoulders that you can pull off on, not a lot of places to pull off. And so and going up and down some of the really steep grades um was somewhat difficult he had to ride the ride the brakes a little bit um you talked a little bit about the tires they were not the original tires on the tractor but they did have uh initially he he started out the trip with the farm tires on it um and then they switched tires about i'm gonna say 10 or 14 days into the trip and they found a pair and got them shipped to where they were that were more of a road style tire that was much smoother for them to drive on. So that was a big thing. Um, mechanically, you know, the tractor really didn't have that many issues. There were some little things that went wrong along the way, but uh, the plan was to stop at Case IH dealerships because they were a partner in this effort to raise money for the children's medical research. And so they stopped at Case IH dealerships and uh, most of the dealers, whenever they had some little issue, they would just fix it uh, for, for the Aratas and and kind of take care of it as part of their donation to the cause. And so, you know, 
although there was nothing major, it was some little things got taken care of that way. And and they were sure appreciative about that. Well, these case dealers, they get it. You know, that. Yeah. actually, this is true. I don't want to pick out just one brand. Pretty much all the great dealers in this country deal with that kind of stuff and they're here to help. So that's <clears throat> they'd be all over something like this. And they had some interesting adventures. They met people. They were friendly along the way. I thought that was interesting. You said you followed them on Facebook. What kind of stuff did uh, did Dick post when he was on this ride? Well, it was really interesting because, you know, as a retired farmer, he's worried about the weather and the crops and different things like that. So, you know, he, he's got photos uh, and some film of him uh, stopping at a canola field because he'd never seen canola before. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just going out and and kind of experiencing the landscape in a way that he had never done before. They had made the Alcan, that trip, you know, from Holyoke on up six or seven different times by car. But uh, at 20 miles an hour, Dick mentioned that, you know, you see things a lot differently at that speed. You can look down the ditches, you can see the creeks and the valleys and the wildlife. And, and uh, you know, that part of it, he kind of shared on the Facebook page. And so that was that was really kind of revealing, I think, because it, it you really got to see the landscape through their Facebook posts and stuff. That's a pretty good travel log for the Alcan Highway. Yeah. Too, because, and, I mean, and of course he always he always gave his pitch, you know, for raising money for the medical research because that that is the whole reason that they made this trip. So that was a an extremely important part of the trip for both of them. Well, that is important. I thought it was interesting that he found out the Alcan Highway is finally paved because I know there were parts that were gravel for the longest time. I've never been on it, to be honest, but I've heard about it and read about it, and I'm glad they've improved it that much. I can't imagine going downhill in that tractor and riding the brakes. I mean, you, you know, there's downshift, a, but holy cow. I know there's a photo. In fact, it'll be in, in the December print issue of Nebraska Farmer of that Carol Lee took and it's Dick and they pulled a little trailer behind it because it they called the tractor Aggie. Yeah. And so that's kind of how they followed the trip on Facebook. And uh, they pulled a little trailer that kind of gave a description. Uh, they had a display on the trailer that gave a description of what they were trying to raise money for and why they were doing the trip and all that. Anyway, there's a photo that Carol Lee posted that was of Dick going down this huge, uh, just a it's a pretty steep hill on the Alcan. I think it was by, uh, it was in Alaska, actually, just across the border. And I'm thinking, wow, I mean, even in a car, this would be a real pain uh, and would cause you a little bit of uh, at least concern, you know, as you're going down. And, and so, yeah, but that's that's the kind of thing they experienced the whole way. I think one time they actually, <clears throat> it was rough enough on the Alcan that they lost their trailer, but he had the safety change stopped it from going anywhere. But, you know, those, it bumped off the ball pitch and, and uh, Dick's like, well, that, that's just how rough the highway is. So that's the and way. Also a good reminder to any of you pulling a trailer, please attach the safety chains because yeah. they really do make a difference. That trailer, would, who knows where that trailer would have ended up. Yeah, and and he said he was going down a really big steep hill when it went down, and so fortunately, you know, it didn't go very darn far, so that was a good thing. That's always a good thing. You know, (laughs) we talk about adventure. When you're 82, I guess, uh, this would be a great adventure versus maybe, I don't know, bungee jumping or parachuting out of an airplane. Um, I think I would do this first. Uh, I know that tractor would be a rough ride, but I think it's really cool. I want to remind people listening, too, that the website's still active for this fundraiser. 
And you can go to tractortrip.com if you want to check out what's going on and also donate to this uh, very important cause to the, uh, the to the family. In addition, there you can check out the Facebook posts at Tractor Trip for Kids on Facebook. So you might want to check that out. Kurt, I wanted to ask you this question. Um, of course, I pointed you to this. We didn't know what it was. Uh, what was the biggest surprise you got out of meeting these folks and maybe being a part of this event? Well, I had no idea that Dick was 82. And so that, you know, the fact that he wanted to do that was was so refreshing to me. And, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't an easy trip for them in the fact that they had planned to do it about three years ago. And then Dick had some heart trouble. And so he had to overcome that, which was not easy. Um, and then COVID hit. So that stopped them. And when they got the tractor, it required some work. He and some friends of his that are track kind of tractor enthusiasts about his age all kind of worked together on it. And Dick told me that the first day he went out in the shop, once they got the tractor back to Holyoke to work on it, he said he was still feeling rough from the heart problems that he had had. He said, I just didn't have any energy and all that. And he said, but the more I worked on the tractor, you know, and he said it didn't require a lot of overhauling or anything like that, but just, you know, minor things and, and a pretty deep inspection. But he said, the more we worked on the tractor every day, I felt stronger and better, more confident. And he said, by the time we got this thing ready to roll, he said, I was ready to roll too, health-wise. And so having that cause, something to really work for, that mission in life kind of, uh bolstered i think his you know his health as as well as everything else you know so it kind of gave him something to work for is what i'm saying and so that's kind of a life lesson i think for everybody i think we all need a purpose of some form mm -hmm. and i think that's actually proves it and congratulations to dick and carolee for that and making the trip i think this is a great story i think it's a lot of we get to have a lot of fun every once in a while when we're writing about agriculture telling a story like this has got to be a lot of fun not too emotional but i think really cool um you were they caught did they contact you when they finally got to fairbanks or how did that work yeah um actually carolee was texting me on the okay. way up every you know every once in a while every couple of weeks she would it took them about 59 days and they said their goal was 60, so they made it under the goal. But uh, she would text me every once in a while, and then she let me know when they got up there because we we were probably, you know, we followed them very closely the whole way, and I had kind of been in touch with them. And then um, I gave them a little bit of time to kind of get settled in once they got back up to Fairbanks, and, and then I gave them a call, and, and we visited for a long time about the trip and all the different adventures and instances that they had, you know, along the way. So it was just a... Uh, such an interesting story, you know, whether you're a tractor enthusiast or, you know, farmer or anybody, I think it's just kind of a cool adventure. So it's cool. And we can all check it out on the December issue of uh, Nebraska Farmer. And those of you who listened and don't get Nebraska Farmer, that is available in a digital edition. So in December, if you go to NebraskaFarmer.com and click on the digital edition link on the homepage, you can go to the December issue and check out um, Kurt's story, and you can also look them up if you Google 
Dick and Carol Lee and on Google, you'll find them in Nebraska Farmer. Kurt, thank you for doing this story. It was a lot of fun. I think it was great. I want to thank the Case IH dealers that supported them along that trip. We know that this was right in the middle of all kinds of supply issues. So having people stop by would be um, an interesting part of your day rather than the normal thing that you're doing. And we appreciate the work that they did as well. Kurt Ahrens from Nebraska Farmer, thanks for joining me. Great to talk to you. You bet. Same here. Thanks, Willie. What a fascinating story. Uh, I'm not so sure about all that seat time in a 574, and you veteran listeners know that adding a cab might have kept the rain off, but little else. If you're interested in helping the Oratas hit their fundraising goal, you can do that by visiting tractortrip.com, and you can see pictures and videos from the trip on Facebook at Tractor Trip for Kids. It's worth a look. It's always fun to connect with editors covering interesting stories across the country. Not all of them are big news items, but they do shine a light on a key part of agriculture, its heart. Thanks to Kurt Arns for making this connection and following that trip. As I noted in our conversation, you can see the story in the December issue of Nebraska Farmer, which is also available in a digital version at nebraskafarmer.com. Check it out. And you can make sure you don't miss these conversations with industry leaders and our editorial team working to share the stories of agriculture. Simply subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and more. And if you have a smart speaker, all you have to do is tell it to listen to Around Farm Progress, and you'll hear the latest episode. Farm Progress is the nation's leading agriculture information source, with 17 state and regional brands, as well as Farm Futures, Beef, National Hog Farmer, and Feedstuffs, and our events, including the Farm Progress Show, Husker Harvest Days, the Farm Futures Summit, and the New York Farm Show. Join us next week as we continue our agriculture journey around the country. I'm Willie Vogt, Editorial Director at Farm Progress. Thanks for listening. <music>